This is a special interview because today I am interviewing my own mother. She is going to be joining me to unpack the subject of how to know when your child is ready to accept Jesus. And then once that's established, what do you do next? Answering these questions and more on today's podcast. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Faithful 31 Moms is a love worth finding ministry, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Welcome, friends. Today I have my mom in the studio with me. Welcome, Mom. Hey, sweet girl. I call her mom, but she has a real name too, of course. Myra Carter is her name, and she is the best, y'all. Her and my dad have been married for 36 years, and for 20 of those years, she has been in full-time children's ministry in the church, and now she's the director of counseling and development at a Christian school in Alabama. I couldn't think of anyone more perfect even if she does know a lot of embarrassing stories about me, which she's already threatened to share, by the way, before this started, to share on this subject, though, today, seriously, about how to know when your child is ready to accept Jesus and what that means for us as parents. Like, What is our job in that? What is our role? So without any further ado, let's jump in today. Mom, you know this already because, you know, you have to listen to my podcast. (laughs) You're my mom. I always start my interviews by asking this question. When do you do your quiet time or how do you do your quiet time? Because every season for every woman, it seems to be a different answer. So what does that look like for you? I enjoy doing mine in the morning when I get up before I go to work. And for the last several years, I've incorporated praise music as part of that time with the Lord. That's become very special and very meaningful in my walk. That's great. So you just read your devotion and listen to praise and worship songs like when you get dressed and things Usually like Usually sitting at the breakfast table. So that's where I do that. and With uh, coffee, of course. Oh, yes. Knowing you. So to get started today um, on our subject, how to know when your kids are ready to accept Jesus. I know that I get asked this question a lot. I know my mom gets asked this question a lot in counseling and in ministry. My first question is for the mom today that is listening with young kids that are not to the point yet where they're old enough to understand the gospel, their full like need for Jesus yet. What would you encourage them to do to prepare in this stage to get them ready to learn right from wrong and be prepared to to take that next step in the next few years to be ready to accept Jesus? Where would you encourage those moms with the toddlers and the babies and that kind of stage right now? Moms, this is such a special time in your life. And probably the first thing that I would start with is get comfortable with your own personal testimony, where your walk is with the Lord. Write that down because the most natural thing that you could do would be share about your personal relationship relationship and how you came to know the Lord. That would be throughout the week, throughout the years, throughout the months. You could just share with them what God has done in your life, and that's called a testimony. And as you answer questions that they may have about your testimony, that's a witness unto them as well. You know, you always read Bible stories to us growing up and made sure that we had that foundation, you know, of the songs and the Bible studies. And and so I know that people listening probably already go to church or have some sort of ministry that they're a part of like that. But it's also important to be doing that at home as well to lay that foundation. It starts at home for sure. So once we've 
laid that foundation, and they have kids that are moving into the elementary years, um, which is kind of where I'm at right now. I have one child that has accepted Jesus and one that hasn't, right? Um, What are some signs that you can look for to know that maybe a child is getting closer, is getting ready to accept Jesus? Many times when a child's friend asks Christ into their life or they're in a church service and someone they know or love gets baptized, that sparks a lot of questions. But Just simple questions that they might ask about heaven, about sin, something they learn, a lesson at school or in a Sunday school class might spark a question for them. Absolutely. And with James, I know that we've talked about this, but would you say that you should look for like an attitude shift from those like three and four year old uh, tantrums to kind of growing a little more mature. And having a little bit more compassion and kindness. You can just sense that the Lord's working on them. As they ask questions, though, be sure to answer those. And they're going to ask you, moms, a question that you don't know. Don't let that scare you or detour you from working through this. If they ask you something you don't know, just say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I will find it out and I will let you know. I think that's honest. And kids will, um, I like what Dr. Rogers always says, kids can spot a phony from a mile away and they can. So if you're being genuine and honest, they'll really like that better that you've really thought about it when you come back to them. And just to say, you probably, if you've listened to my podcast over time, I was just going to reference back to James is my youngest and he's in kindergarten. When I said that to her earlier, he um, was a little bit of a terror in the three-year-old realm, but he is in the five, six kindergarten age now. And We've seen a shift in him. And so this question was kind of sparked by just me and mom talking about what we've seen in him even recently. Jake was always my oldest. He was, you know, quoting scripture and was ready to get saved at as young as he could possibly could. But James, I always knew was going to take a little bit longer. So I'm, I'm looking for those attitude changes. I'm looking for those deeper questions in him. And he's still not there yet, but that's that's kind of where that question or that thought came from is from my youngest child, James. I was just going to throw that out there. So mom, do you have any advice for another mom that's listening? And she has said yes to all these things that we've just mentioned. She's laid that foundation as best as she knew how in those younger years. She's seeing an attitude change in her children for the better. They're learning right from wrong. They're in those elementary school years. And she feels like they're getting very close to accepting Jesus, but they're not there yet. You know, what would you say to her? Like, what should she start to do? Um, Don't push, mom. You're tempted to do that or move forward maybe too quickly. Encourage them. Continue to pray for them. Ask God to give you opportunities to be able to share more with them, put them in circumstances that they can hear more about the gospel. Uh, Let them set the pace, though. If they are asking, like at bedtime, you might be reading a Bible story, they ask a lot of questions. Once you've answered those, don't you add to them. Maybe let them just continue to ask the questions so you know it's genuine in their heart. You can share what you and dad did with me 
like as far as that goes, I'll give you permission to share that story. So <laughs> Mallory was asking questions at a very, very, very young age, in our opinion. But uh, we answered those questions, and we continued to carry her to church. We continued to pray for God to give us wisdom and direction. And she did keep asking questions and asking questions. And weeks and months went on, and um, it was in June, and we were visiting. We had lived living in. Mississippi at the time. We were visiting uh, my family in Alabama, and we were in the den, me, my mom, and Mallory, and she looked at my mom and I, and she said, I want to get saved, and if y'all don't help me, I'll find somebody that will. (laughs) And so we all just were quite taken back by that, but um, that is what happened, wasn't it, Mal? Yes. Uh, you knew I was stubborn from the beginning, um, but I did. I, I got saved that day. I felt like I had asked all the questions that I could need to ask. And when your child reaches that point where their attention span is is not um, quickly distracted, like for, for now, for example, James will ask me a deep question. And then two seconds later, he's on to something else, like pouring out a thing of cars, you know, or, or Hot Wheels or monster trucks or something. And he's he's off of it. But when you see that a child's focus is staying the course and they are, they're not getting off topic, they want to know the answers to these spiritual things or they understand the gospel and they're not easily distracted, I think that's a good sign that they're really ready. Um, and so that's where I was at that day. So I said, if you don't help me, I'll find somebody that can. So they helped me and I got saved that day. And so that was just a fun story. But um, another story that mom shared with me when we were talking through this is just praying through discernment that you would be able to help cut out distractions. I don't even know if you remember sharing that with me, but I thought that was big. Mallory has a younger sister named Mackenzie, so we knew that she was asking questions and getting ready, and we were seeing some clear signs that God was really moving in her life. And so we had a special service at our church there in Florence, Alabama, and we arrived, got there, got a seat, um, and we thought it was the perfect spot. We knew that Mackenzie would be hearing the gospel again that night. But right before the service started, at least six, maybe more teenage girls and guys came in and sat right in front of us. They were um, on their phones. They were laughing, cutting up, carrying on. So I looked over at my husband and I said, get up. We got to move. And he was like, why? I like this seat. And I'm like, trust me, get up. So we did get up and we moved to the center section about the third row in the middle. So absolutely no distractions. And yes, God did uh, work in Kenzie's life that night and she was saved that night. So very special. So be tuned in that there could be distractions and you say, what kind of distractions? It may be a busy schedule that you are so distracted with getting them to activities that they're involved with or different things going on in your own home or family that you miss opportunity to see that they are asking some spiritual things or God is working in their lives. Don't beat yourself up about that. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Help me. Give me wisdom. Give me eyes to see when those things are happening. And just confess it and go on, Mom. Don't beat yourself up. Trust me. You know, something that that I think, too, to look out for in the distraction world is just technology because I was telling Mom that, you know, it's so easy for us when 
we're busy and we're going along with our busy schedules. We get home, everybody's tired, there's things to do, there's laundry, there's cooking dinner, and your kids just get on their video games or their iPads or whatever it is. And sometimes that is needed and that's fine. Technology is not a bad thing, but you want to make sure that you know what they're watching, what they're playing, what they're doing, because I told mom, as clear as you can see the Lord working in your child's life, you can also see the devil trying to combat that. And he can get in very easily through those portals of technology. He, through the things that they're watching, through the friends that they have, know who their friends are, know who their families are, you know, just know what's going on, have a very discerning spirit about what your kids are doing and what is taking their time, what is distracting them, because that can keep them from furthering in their spiritual growth. So that's just something to throw out there. I like that, Mallory. This morning, my devotion was out of Proverbs about guarding your heart. And that is so important, moms, to guard your children's heart, because I'm just going to be honest. There's nobody standing in line to do it for you. So be so diligent in making sure that you are, as Mallory was saying, guarding what their eyes and their heart and their life is coming across. So we've covered laying the foundation. We've covered signs to look for. We've covered having a discerning spirit and knowing what they're you know, into, what they're doing, who they're hanging out with, distractions that could come up. When a child is ready and they understand the gospel fully, they know that they need Jesus. They're not getting distracted easily in conversations about things like we've been talking about. How can a mom that's listening today lead their child to the Lord? I know this is a very intimidating Subject. This is probably like the da 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 the drum roll question because I think that it's something that scares us as moms. We don't feel like we can do that by ourselves. So will you talk to us about that? Moms, I get that question so, so, so often and have had many texts or phone calls of families asking help. Please help. I absolutely love having the opportunity to lead a child to the Lord, but I also love equipping the family to be able to do that. So if they would come see me and I see that the child is getting ready, and honestly, I've really never met with a child that I probably couldn't have talked into that. So I never, ever, I take that so seriously that I would never want to lead them into a decision that they're not clear on or great with. But at that point, if the family, if they have brought them to my office and the mom and dad or the family's there, I will equip them in my presence of how to do that. And that is making sure that the child understands what sin is. And this can be hard, moms, especially because as a five, six, seven, eight, however old your child is, they have not given up a drug habit to turn to the Lord. They didn't rob a bank yesterday, and now they're going to turn their life over to Christ. So it's very hard to see some of the things, a change, or as Mallory said earlier, a shift. But when they fully understand what sin is, not that they know somebody that sinned, but they say, yes, I have sinned, then that is a signal to us that they are ready, that God has been working in their heart and life. And you could say, give me an example of that. And if they say, you know, my sister or my brother, you know, they did blah, blah, blah. If you can't bring it back and they acknowledge that they have sinned, then they are not ready. 
But if they do say that, then you are ready to lead them forward. So I always just like if I'm meeting with a family or a child or like when the girls were saved, I like to change the posture. And that is get off the sofa or wherever you're at and get on your knees because they remember that more. As they look back, they remember that they were on their knees. And I might just say a simple prayer like, Dear Lord, and they would repeat after me. So if I do have the mom there or someone that is wanting to lead their own child, I will say, Mom, you say, and they will just repeat what I say. The child will repeat what the family says. And it's such a special time. If I know they're ready, I have a little book that I like to send with the families and they can go through it and it helps prompt some questions but it also sets a pace that they can work through together and I literally have used this hundreds of times with families and it is just a guide just gives us a little bit more confidence this is so important and I get your heart today that you have prayed for this since you brought them home from the hospital and this is something that is so so special and you don't want to foul it up in some way. You're not going to, Mom. God's going to lead you through this, and it's going to be right, and it'll be good. What she's referring to in the booklet that she shared hundreds of times, she's being modest. She actually wrote the booklet herself, and it is a little bit outdated at this point. I think it's from like the 1990s. So we actually took it here at Faithful 31 Moms and Love Worth Finding, and we have updated it in just the imagery and things, Um, but her words are still the same. And it's just a little booklet, just like she said, and it's called How to Become a Christian. And it will walk you through how to walk your child through becoming a Christian, just like what it says. And then also it will talk about baptism and what comes after that, which is also very important. You don't just want to leave them hanging with just getting saved and then not knowing what to do next. And so that is going to be available for you today on faithful31moms.com. And it's just going to be, if you go to the homepage, you scroll to the bottom, you put in your email, we will email you a free copy of that and you can just print it off at home. It'll also be available in the Love Worth Finding store, too, if you want an actual booklet. But all of that will be in the show notes. I was just going to go ahead and throw that out there. But this is a great tool. We have used it in our own church um, with leading children to the Lord as well. But mom, like she said, has used it hundreds of times um, in all of her counseling and her children's ministry and all those things. So that's a great tool to have. And of course, If you need help, I'm sure you have a local children's director or pastor that you can call that will help you just like mom is saying. And just make sure that you're involved. Be right there in the middle of it. However it happens, just be right in the middle of it because that is a special time that you don't want to miss in the life of your child. And lastly, mom, um, I mean you mom, (laughs) sitting across from me, that's getting confusing. Um, Once a child accepts Jesus and they become a Christian, I said this booklet covers kind of what to do next, but what would you say that, you know, that your advice would be going forward to do? I love a family to have a celebration after the baptism service. I think that's so special, like a birthday party, kind of big celebration to let them know that that's important and what they did is big. But um, after that, one thing I really like to look for, especially when a child's saved at a younger age, is out of Galatians chapter 5, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. And I know, for example, when we 
made a move and we were buying a new house. We went to look at the house and Mallory was with us and we went through the house and the people that owned the house, as the realtor showed it to us, there was some very interesting and I'll just call it evil things inside the house that we personally were not comfortable with. But we got out to the um, outside by the mailbox And Mallory said, I did not like that house. It made me feel very weird. And Steve and I looked at her and said, that is the Holy Spirit showing you, Mallory, that you belong to him because there were some very uncomfortable things inside that house. So we would take Galatians chapter 5 and we would take the fruits of the Spirit and use those to disciple Mallory of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. As I would see those or we would see those in her life, I would say, I saw that in you today, sweet girl, and I liked that. I can know that God is working in you. And that's just a great example of a way to affirm what they've done because it's their story, but you have to keep it in front of them and help them to understand as it unfolds. I also like to let a child, once they have accepted Christ, help them write out their testimony and then maybe tell it to a friend. Hey, did you hear the exciting thing that happened to Mallory? And let her share her story. And that makes it more comfortable because so many times, even as adults, we're uncomfortable telling our own testimonies. So once again, as the very first point that we talked about, mom, get comfortable with yours and interact your testimony with your child, with your family. Also just wanted to say that uh, this is, Josh has taken the leadership on this at our house. That's my husband. Um, He was on last month on the podcast. You may have checked that out already, but Jake is a reader now. He's in third grade. He can read on his own, and he, like I said, has already accepted the Lord, and so we have him reading a devotional. It's literally one page devotional, but every single morning, and him and Josh are reading it together, and that's just another way to keep that in front of them, like you were saying, and um, with James, he can't read yet, but you know, we're we're trying to consistently put still those Bible stories that we laid the original foundation with when they were like two, three, four years old um, in front of him still and having those conversations. And, and I, just like mom did with me, I can remember her saying like, I see that discernment. I see that patience or that kindness. Or She used to say that to me. And so I try to say those things to my kids too at night, especially before they go to bed's a good time for, for us at least. I'll say, I'm so proud of you for this or excited that you asked your friend where they go to church today or asked your friend if they are Christian or, you know, just whatever little thing you might see in your child. And so I just want to encourage you to do that, to keep the Lord um, just in front of them at all times. Because like you said, They'll forget about it as a young child if you don't keep that as a a main thing in front of them. Anything else that you want to leave us with? I want to encourage the mom that maybe did not grow up in a Christian home or wasn't saved at a young age. They were saved later. Don't let Satan rob you of that moving forward. Learn those Bible stories with your child. Tell them, no, I did not get to grow up in church. That's why I'm so happy that you get to do that. I did not have the spiritual influences in my life. Don't let what 
what's in your rearview mirror mess up what's in your windshield. Look ahead, Mom. Be thankful for what God is doing in your heart right now. Amen. That's a great word. Thank you so much for joining me today, Mom. This is fun. Uh, Please be sure to grab a copy of our free booklet for kids on how to become a Christian that we shared about. That will be on faithful31moms.com, and it will be in the show notes. I also wanted to share really quick about something that you will see over the course of the month on our social media. If you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, on December 1st, I'm starting a 25-day online Bible study called the 25 Days of Anticipation. It's short enough to handle. Even for like a busy mom, it is not a lot. It'll just be a daily scripture, a couple of paragraphs. You can do it with your child if you would like to, but it's just a great way to keep the Christmas season, the focus on Jesus. So I would love for you to go to our website or you can email me directly. Both of those things are going to be in the show notes and join me in this 25 day online Bible study. I'd love to have you. Our friends at Love Worth Finding make this Faithful 31 Moms podcast possible. Love Worth Finding is supported by generous gifts from people who are blessed by our ministry. This month, we are offering the Names of God Christmas ornaments for a gift of any amount. These ornaments can be hung on your tree or your mantle, and it's a simple thing that you can do with your kids every day to keep the focus on Jesus this Christmas season. All the links for these things will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me, Mom. Thank you, honey. I love you. And if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, so you can get updated when new episodes come out. Please do that today and follow me on Faithful 31 Moms to catch all the latest. Thank you again and have a blessed day.